Hey guys, and welcome back to another edition of IED Sports. Today we are talking about the West teams that missed the playoffs in 2019. We're splitting each division up over uh, one over two weeks. We're going to have the the non-playoff teams and the playoff teams of the West, non-playoff and playoff teams of the East. We're going to talk about changes that were made this offseason, um, a little recap of what happened last season, just to give you a basis for where these teams are starting out. Guys, I'm Bob, and you're watching IED Sports. So we are back here with Sir Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? Um, great. Great to be back, Bob. Um, you, we, we, we definitely did our homework on this one. Uh, hopefully we're bringing you a great show to start the new season. And that is going to start with the San Jose Earthquakes. They were 13-5-16 in 2019 with 52 goals scored and 55 goals against. Now, Alex, when you look at these uh, leaders from 2019, we had Wanda with 15 goals and two assists, which felt like they came over three games. Man, start of the year, he didn't even start. Almeida wasn't sure what he had with him, and he began the year when San Jose was losing. Wanda was not in the starting lineup. He was a goal away from the goal record for what seemed like an eternity. He came, and I think the game he broke, how many goals did he score in that game? Oh, Four, Probably, five, I, four goals yeah. in the same game and in, in the game that he broke the MLS. He is now the MLS uh, leading goal scorer. Um, they also have attacking midfielder Christian Espinoza score two goals and 10 assists in 2019. And the man that we can't pronounce, so we're going to call him Vaco, with eight goals and five assists. We also had uh, the Swede Magnus Eriksson with six goals and seven assists from attacking midfield. Alex, is there anything from 2019 about this San Jose Earthquake team that uh, you want to talk about today? Yeah, I think the emergence of Jackson Wheel in midfield, the 22-year-old, now is on the uh, radar of the U.S. national team uh, playing central midfield. He runs the show now, it looks like, for San Jose, and Almeida loves him. He, when he took the job, he said Jackson Wheel's a, a candidate for the U.S. national team. A lot of us looked at each other like we'd never seen him play before. He was, was 21 years old last year, but he definitely shows some leadership qualities. He can spray the ball around the field. Uh, he's some... Definitely a player to look out for, definitely going forward for San Jose and the U.S. national team. Absolutely. And I think when, when we look at Coach Almeida, the one thing is it doesn't matter what you've done. Like, oh, Wanda was one goal away from being the MLS goal scorer. He's just, I'm, I'm not sure about this guy. Let's uh, leave him on the bench. So the fact that uh, the, the young Jackson Ewell um, proved something, I think, uh, means something in, in this league. It means something to the U.S. men's team. Um, and it means something to the San Jose Earthquakes moving forward, Alex. Yeah, I'll, I do like Almeida as a coach. First year coming here, and you know MLS has weird rules with the salary cap situation. He's not used to that. Again, we've seen some foreign coaches struggle. He seemed that start to be in the year. He had problems uh, mid-season form. I think San Jose was undefeated for a, a two-month stretch. It felt like that. they were back in the playoff list. They just ran out of gas teams at the end of the year. They're not a deep team. San Jose doesn't spend a lot of money, uh, so that that holds it against them. And, and, and uh, Almeida likes playing this high press style out in California, where it's hot out. Just seemed like they ran out of gas in the at the end of the year last year. Absolutely. Um. And and this for me is is one of those teams that it comes down to: can the coach get around having a mediocre squad with a couple stars? Um. Coach Almeida, obviously, uh, two time Concacaf winning uh, coach. He he he's got the goods, but not on the squad so it's definitely I, I think i feel like you know it's, it's one of those battles alex we see that all the time we see that we've seen that with red bull with uh, jesse marsh and um what happened with their coaching change and uh i, I think we're going to see it again this year here there were some moves that we do want to talk about that made this team 
I believe just a touch better, um, but maybe, you know, maybe not enough. Um, first move is Christian Espinosa. He will return. Um, again, we said he had two goals, 10 assists last season, really made him a valuable winger for the San Jose team. They signed Mexican international center back Oswaldo Alanis on a TAM deal, um, who was with uh, Coach Almeida at Chivas during those two CONCACAF winning uh, uh, teams. And uh, Alex, you said uh, Andy Rios, Argentinian forward, um, returns. He was a late addition during last season. Which one of these moves uh, impresses you? Which one is a little underwhelming? Uh, the one I like is Alanis. The problem with San Jose last year was the back line. They were bleeding a lot of goals. Uh, second half of the season, playoff time, you have to have some clean sheets and stop opponents. The San Jose couldn't stop anybody. Alanis, I understand, is a, a, a physical uh, center back. He's going to create toughness to this team. Uh, a, uh, he's played with Almeida. He knows the system Almeida's trying to put in. So the communication is right there. Uh, that's a big signing for them. That's why I think San Jose uh, probably looking to make the playoffs. Unless they just missed it. They were just, you know, defensively they were poor. If they can get any goals out of Juan Alaska up front and uh, Rios, this other signing from Argentina, they get some goal scoring with Jackson Wheel. They got a center back now. I think they'll be dangerous to make the playoffs. Absolutely. Now, um, I do have a separate section for Outlook, which I guess we kind of touched on. Um and for me, it really comes down to the defense. If they can get better, they can break 500. We talked uh, 52 goals for, 55 goals against. Um, they were they were league average. That defense, to me, needs to get better. Um, I have question marks all over the field with this squad. Um, Juan Lasky is not going to have a 15-goal season. I mean, you, you, you can guarantee that. You can guarantee that. Another year older, he's 37. He is going to retire. This is his swan song. Uh, and, and to me, uh, it's another year of mediocrity. And, and for me, this team is like locked in, maybe not to last. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but they're locked in to, to miss the playoffs again this year. In my mind, Alex, um, do you see it any differently? Uh, they, they just need goal scoring. If, if they can't replace one of those 15 goals, they're going to have a hard time making the playoffs. That's why I think Rios is a big signing for them. Uh, they're going to need goals from someplace. Uh, Jackson is going to have to take a step up. Uh, again, they just missed it last year. I think they're going to be right around the playoff mark again this year. Again, injuries, you know, uh, trades, whatever. It's, the season has a start yet. Players can still come and go. But as of right now, what we see on paper, they look like right again, right on the cusp of the playoffs. I don't know if they're around. It's going to be real close. Now, um, it is worth saying that they, in the, in July, this team went 6-1-1, one one, um, which is a stat I'm going to bring up again later. They lost seven straight to get the boot from the playoffs. So, you know, you talk about Almeida with his high press and this team getting tired. Well, there's the stats. Yeah, they ran out of gas. Exactly what happened. They're not a deep team, and they don't spend a lot. So there's your problem right there. Now, yeah, the year under the Almeida system, they know what they're supposed to do. Maybe they're, they'll rotate the squad a little more, more familiarity with the system. Let's see what happens. It's Again, a, it's a battle between knowing what to do and being able to execute the plan. Yeah, if they can't get 15 goals from a center forward in, on this team, they're not going to make the playoffs. Absolutely. Right. I think that's, that's, that's good stuff. That is the San Jose Earthquake. Next up is the Colorado Rapids. Colorado Rapids were 12, 6, and 16 in 2019. 58 goals scored and a whopping 63, Alex, goals against. 2019 mm. leaders. Kai Kamara, 14 goals and an assist. Diego Rubio, 11 goals, four assists. And Jonathan Lewis coming in from NYCFC with five goals and three assists. That's some good stuff, Alex. Um, we, we do want to talk a little bit about some moves. Now, Tim Howard retired and Gashi was waived, um, which opened up three DP slots at the time. But they've added a trio of attackers since then. They signed attacking midfielder. Jonas Namli to a DP deal, filling one of those slots. They got uh, Brian Galvin, 
um, who will join in the summer window. He 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 should be coming in. Uh, what was that? June or July. Um, so he will hopefully add maybe a second half boost to this team. And uh, they traded for Nicholas Benazé from Toronto. Uh, what, what do you think, Alex? Uh, last year on paper started. We all thought Colorado was probably the worst team in the league. Uh, now I think I think we actually predicted them to be a bounce back team in a lot of ways. Um, they did have Kellen Acosta. They they had made some moves, and we're like, hey, it's it's Tim Howard's retirement. Uh, maybe they're going to give it one last chance. Alex, spoiler alert: they did not give him one last chance. No, you know they're relying on Kay Kamara up front to get goals. I mean, he had fourteen, but still, uh, to me, this team is uh, they don't spend. Again, you can hear this: uh, they don't spend. They never spend, uh, and that's a problem. And they're going with a youth movement. Uh, a couple guys that are really good. Sam Vines now the left back. Uh, he just got called up U.S. national team. Improved towards the end of your life. Now looks like he's taking the next step up, getting noticed on the U.S. national team. He's someone to look out for. Uh, MLS rookie of the year, Shinny Shanky. If I'm pronouncing his name right, it's tough to. <laughs> I, I always said Shinny Shanky. It's my last name. Yeah, it is what it is. The kid was the first round pick for Colorado. He was very good, scoring a lot of goals. John Lewis is a young player on the U.S. national team roster. Uh, you know, and he was just thrown away like yesterday's out. trash on a team and like NYCFC that really could have used his services. And he was just, okay, he's gone. Yeah, you know, it's, it's getting, it doesn't know the system or the coach doesn't like you. And that's what happens. You know, one man's garbage is another man's treasure. And he stepped in in Colorado. He's done very well for them. And he's still on the radar for the U.S. national team. So he's something to look out for. Uh, Kellen Acosta is taking a step back. At one time, you know, we thought he'd be our starting midfielder of the U.S. national team. Three, four years ago, he's dropped off the face of the planet. I don't know what's happened to him in Colorado. Uh, he started declining in Dallas when the rumors he was going to go to Europe. He's a vacated his team. Uh, he doesn't perform well. They're they're probably not going to do as well. They were on going to take Kamar. He's another year older in the tooth to get another 15 goals. Again, this team, they're youth. They're, they're, they're based around youth. They got some young pieces. They should grow. Again, last year, they snuck up on a lot of people in the second half of the season, getting points when no one thought they would. I mean, they, they were really, really bad to start the, the last season. I think yeah. it was like May, and they had still had two wins or three wins. I mean, they were horribly bad. Yeah. And, and they did go on a run at some point during last year. Um, but for me, if you're scoring 58 goals and your goal differential is minus five, why are you signing three attackers? <laughs> why? That, that's not where the team needs to improve. It's like when you see a baseball team giving up, you know, six runs a game and, and they sign another home run hitter. Well, I mean, that's nice to get an attacker, but that that's not, you're, you're not addressing the problem. No, again, their defense is bad. Stan Vines, like we just talked about, is, is a shining light on there, but they need a lot of help in the back. If they can't stop anybody from scoring, they're not going to go anywhere until they address the defense. Uh, maybe play a different style, maybe a more defensive style in that altitude. Seems to be running gun when they go up into the high altitude in Colorado, and they seem to be the, at the shorter end of a 3-2 or 4-3 game all the time when there's a game up there. So th- they have to address the defense. Without that, they're, they're absolutely going in. They won't be going anywhere. Absolutely. Now let's move on. When we talk about these bottom West teams, it's really the defense that struggles on most of them. This Houston Dynamo's team went 12-4-18 in 2019 with 49 goals and 59 goals against, which leaves them at a negative 10 differential for 2019. Um, they had some very good leaders. They had uh, Monotas with 37 goals and 7 assists. 13 goals. 13 goals and 7 assists, excuse me. Uh, Alberto least 9 goals, 8 assists, and Memo Rodriguez, 7 goals and 2 assists. Over the offseason, maybe their biggest uh, signing was in the coaching department, bringing in Tab Ramos. They also acquired Darwin Quintero in a trade from Minnesota. They traded Joe Willis and brought in veteran keeper Cody Cropper and 
Marko Merrick from Croatia, um, who, uh, Alex, I think you assume is going to be the number one um, with yeah. experience from Austria, Germany, Norway. They also traded uh, Rommel Quioto um, to Montreal for Victor Cabrera. Um, and and Quioto was, was good off the bench at, at times for this uh, Houston Dynamo team. Alex, when you see this roster, the the moves they made, was it are they in the plus? Are they in the minus? Or are they, are they was this a lateral move? To me, last year this is one of the most disappointing teams in MLS because they if you look on the roster, what they put on the field, they can score and they have players that can put the ball in the back of the net. And again, what we talked about, their defense was terrible. I mean, Demarcus Beasley now retired. He's been a stalwart back there. Uh, you know the. Tab Ramos coming. He's going to bring some discipline into this team. Last year, they were they were also bleeding goals. They and they, they used to be really tough at home. Last year, they dropped the points at home to teams lower than them in the standings, which never happened. Teams a lot of undisciplined play over there. A lot of free flowing. Uh, I think Tab Ramos is going to change that. Bring more a little more defense uh, minded, maybe a more of a system that you'll hear that he wants to implement. Um, look, I'm expecting big things for Houston this year. Definitely better than last year. Absolutely. Now, to me, it comes with some of the rumors um, on how I feel that this season is going to go. There are uh, rumors always that Monotas is on his way out. Alberto Lise was one of the best wingers in MLS um, at points during last season, and there's rumors that he might head out too. Um, I could see Quintero filling one of those gaps, but hey, he's another year older. He's no spring chicken for sure, um, but he's not going to fill both of those gaps. Um, if you look at this team right now, Elise Quintero on the outside with Christian Ramirez and Monotas up top, sign me up, Alex. That looks like a real squad. No, they can, listen, offensively, there's no questions about it. Again, the back line, they got a new goalie, two veteran goalies in. They had a veteran goalie. The back line, they cannot give up goals. Uh, they should, you know, them getting into shootouts, and then they're at the wrong, just like Colorado. They lost a lot of games 4 3, 3 2, 5 2. They, it can't happen. You can't make the playoffs that way. They're going to have to cut that out to make the playoffs. That is for sure. And like I said, for me, it's also holding on to these guys. Alberto Lise, if he leaves, they need to replace him. That's not the kind of talent you, you can watch walk out the door and still expect to be a contender uh, for the MLS playoffs. Yeah, again, they got most of their DP. I think their DP spots are all filled. Their salary cap situation, I'm pretty sure, on the upper end of MLS. Team in upper end MLS with a salary cap with most of their DP filled. They should make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah you got to be winning games. Okay, that is the Houston Dynamo. Moving on to what... My, from Alex's most disappointing team to my dis- most disappointing team, uh, the sand, the Sporting Kansas City. They went 10-8-16 in 2019 with 49 goals scored and 67 goals against. That is the worst in the West, I believe. Um, they did have some flashes. Um, their 2019 leaders include Felipe Gutierrez, 12 goals and an assist. Johnny Russell, one of my favorite players in the league with that beautiful beard, 9 goals, 6 assists. And Christian Namath, 8 goals and 2 assists. Alex, I know you wanted to add... So I'll let you bring it up. Uh, 16-year-old Gianluca Busio. Uh, what, what do you have to say about him? And a 16-year-old kid who had to come in and play. At one point, Sporting Kansas City was decimated injuries this year. I think one point they had nine guys out. I mean, you can't win games. Nine starters out, I should say. Not even nine guys. I mean, you can't win games in MLS. They, they were ravaged with injuries. They had to bring this kid up. They signed, I think, when he was 15 years old. He had three goals last year as a six-year-old in MLS. Uh, and shown- I believe, if I remember, it was like the first game and, and two of the last games of the season. He spread them out nice to, to really, you know, came uh, in with a bang and left with a bang. But still, you can see the kid likes to attack. Uh, he's not afraid. Uh, someone to definitely look out for. I think he's on the U.S. He's on there on the U.S. under-20 national team. Uh, he's creative. Something you like to see as a U.S. player. So going forward, 
that's a that's a player you want to look out for. Sporting Tennessee is always a model franchise, unless last year was a, a blip in the radar for them with the injury situation. They've one of the better coaches in the league in Vermes. Their fan base to sell out every game. They love soccer there. Uh, you know, absolutely, they, absolutely. And now we're going to talk about exactly how they fixed the process. Go ahead, Buck. Absolutely, we need to talk a little bit about uh, some of the moves they made. Um, first was Christian Namath, um, Seth Sinovic, and Benny Fellharbor all on their way out. Opara out. That's a big hole on defense. But they signed Alan Polito from Chivas, um, the league MX scoring champion from 2019. We talked about him on our biggest moves of the offseason episode. If you guys want to go back and, and click on that video, um, had some really interesting stories about his life in Mexico. He was the kid who was kidnapped and escaped. Um, he, he can ball. He's the kind of guy you want on his team for sure. He's the big splash signing a lot of teams were looking for in this offseason. Um, there keeps uh, being rumors of defensive signings, rumors of Leo LaCroix from uh, Switzerland with experience in France and Germany. Um, they know they need to improve from 67 goals, which they bled out. We know this team is better with Polito. We know this team is better with injuries. I mean, they had the worst luck. It can't be as bad, Alex, as it was last year. And and when we go to the look, outlook for 2020, that that has to be the theme, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Polito's a, a big signing. MLS, this year, this is the kind of player you want in the league. A leading scorer in the league on MX, he's going to produce an MLS. It's going to happen. He's very talented. Big move by uh, Sporty Kansas City to take them seriously. Now they have a legitimate upfront score uh, that you're going to have to take notice for. Again, he also signed two uh, foreign defensemen. They were bleeding goals last year in the back. Uh, Barrett and Pundic, the Croatian, is coming in. Peter Vermey is one of the better, we just talked about, one of the better coaches in the league. They're going to bounce back this year. They got a stud center forward to fix the defense. Uh, Blusio is going to get better. Uh, look out for Sporting Kansas City this year. I, I, they're going to make the playoffs next year, I think. And I did want to bring up uh, Christian Namath. Now, he had eight goals and two assists last year, but I feel like a lot of those were just because he was in the right position up top. To me, out of every player in MLS, Christian Namath left the most on the field last year. I mean, it seemed like every game there were two or three sitters that he was putting into the stands or missing wide. That can't happen. If Polito is put in those situations this year, Alex, does he have the possibility to score 20 goals? Yeah, he's going to bury. Again, Champions League curse for Kansas City. Last year we didn't talk about have a lot of these MLS teams. The year they play in the Champions League, they just drop off. The, they drop off an MLS in the standings. Every year it seems like one MLS team has happened to is Sporting Kansas City. I hit hard with it last year. Absolutely, that is Sporting Kansas City. My most um, disappointing team from 2019 and a team that is going to be up and up. Are they an MLS Cup contender? I don't know if MLS Cup contender, but they're definitely back in the playoffs. I mean, you're not going to miss nine stars with injuries and red card suspended. It seemed like they had a red card every game on top of that with one of their players playing and missing a game after that. It was a nightmare season sport in Kansas City. Clean slate this year. For sure, you know, for sure. Great facility, great coach. They got some new players and they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, the next team we got to talk about is the Vancouver Whitecaps, and they will uh, kind of conclude this episode. They went 8, 10, and 16 in 2019 with 30, a measly 37 goals for and 59 goals against. They had some leaders, but I'm going to put that in quotation marks because yuck. Freddie Montero, Freddie Montero eight goals, two assists. Jordi Reyna, seven goals, one assist. And Wong Imbam, three goals and three assists. Now, when I look at those numbers, that's not good enough, Alex. We know that's not good enough. 37 goals, what is that, a goal a game? That that's just really really poor. However, if you had to put one star around one player, for me, it's Wong and Bomb. No, he was he's excellent player. I mean, he was playing out of the back, but more of a defensive midfielder because they had a lot of holes. They had him all over the field. 
that they were bleeding goals and they couldn't score. I mean, uh, th- this kid, he's going to be a player. He's young, he's fast, strong. I really like this guy. They should definitely build around him. I don't think his, his score sheet shows his value to this club over last season. And there were rumors there were big-time teams looking at this guy when he signed with Vancouver. Uh, uh, Bayern Munich, for one. Uh, teams that Italy were sniffing around for this guy. This kid is very talented, highly regarded coming in. Vancouver has a gem in here. They just got to polish. Absolutely. Now, when we talk about moves, there are some big moves for this Vancouver Whitecap club. Um, they signed Lucas Cavallini. It's a big deal. Um, Canadian uh, with playing experience in Uruguay and Mexico. They ha- signed whole city winger David Milinkovic and Ghanan midfielder Leonard Awusu with Tam. Um, and when we look at this, obviously the big name signing, Lucas Cavallini, we saw a lot of him last year with uh, U.S. playing Mexico um, in some friendlies and in competitive play. Alex, is Can- he the difference maker? Yeah, when U.S. played Canada, I didn't mean to correct you there, Bob. Uh, yeah, he's a, this guy's a big power forward up front. He gave the U.S. fits. Aaron Long couldn't keep up with this guy when we played in the, we had those games against Canada. Big sign of them. They're expecting big goals from him. Uh, he's played in Uruguay first division. He's played in Liga MX. Physical player. Fits right in for and the type of player that should be coming to MLS to be a difference maker. This guy's a different, difference maker up front. They, what they scored, 32 goals last year. Definitely going to improve on the goal scoring right there with him alone. As long as he stays healthy. I mean, it was Again, it was 37 goals, but that's still not. Yeah, I mean not turf. Good. I don't know how much turf played. I don't know, Mexico teams. There's a couple teams that play on turf. I mean, I have much experience on turf. They may start off slow. But again, uh, a big signing with them. They're expecting big things, and I'm expecting big goals from this guy. They're, you know, the problem over here is Freddie Montero. What they're going to do with him? Yeah, there uh, was an article out on uh, pro, like ProSoccer.com or, or one of those, and it was uh, about him replacing. And it, they were they interviewed and asked Montero how he felt about it. Um, and Montero's, I mean, he seemed like a team player. He just said, "Hey, guys, I can play wing. I can be part of the attacking plan." Um, so is it a replacement? Maybe is Montero out on wing? Are they going to be dual strikers? Are they going to kind of change what's going on? Maybe um, Montero's owed a, almost a million dollars. It's like $900,000 next year. So they're going to find a place to, they're going to use them or lose them. Yeah, and then uh, to be fair, Freddie Montero has not been the same since he went over. I guess he went to China and then came back to play for Seattle. When he first came in the league, he was a great goal scorer. Uh, now he's 32 years old. He's not as quick. Skills just seem to be declining. I don't, you know, in the service Cavallini is the prototypical power forward right up front. And you need Montero is not that type of guy. I don't know if he can play wing again. It's a systems thing. And to me, I think Montero is going to be on his way out one way or the other. It looks like we're going to find out for sure. Um, any last notes? I see. Uh, I, I want to say something about, uh, no, I guess, I guess we're good. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they did sign a Chilean defender again. They also gave up a lot of goals. Christian, Christian Gutierrez, Gutierrez yeah. Chile. Uh, you know, the, they have some holes, especially in the defense. I don't know much about him. Apparently, he's a good defender, so maybe that'll help them out. Again, Cavallini is a big play here. I know they have, I think they got a new sporting director from last year, so they're changing things around to get more with their, with, I guess, with the Santos, the coach, with, and with the sporting director guns. They're taking steps in the right direction. Again, I don't know if this is a playoff team. All comes down to how good Cavallini can adapt to MLS. Of course, and, and all signs are going to be. He's from the great white north. He, he's nearby. He's, he's close to home. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what uh, Vancouver can do in 2020. Now, that's, that, that's all with our recap and our uh, player moves and talking about the, the worst of the West. But we do have a couple questions, Alex, that, that we we're going to answer for the people. Um, and let's start with which team of this group 
do you think has the best chance to break into the playoffs? Alex, for me, Sporting KC. They were in the hunt until their last six games. They went 0-1-5. and five. The 67 goals they conceded was bad, but I do feel it was a bit fluky. We talked about the nine injuries. Um, Polito is going to fill in beyond what Namath could do in his wildest dreams for this team. Um, and you got Johnny Russell, who's he's he's the star. He's got the playoff beard already. Alex, he already started his playoff beard. Uh, yeah, I, you know we, we talked about Sporting Kansas before. Polito's the big signing here, the big splash uh, around the world. People look to raise their eyebrow and like, wow, I'm is going after a player like this. Uh, as long as Polito stays healthy and they don't have nine starters out, this team's going to make the playoffs. I agree with you right here. Sporting Kansas City definitely going to make the playoffs this year. Regard, you know, injury is the only thing that could slow them down. And uh, I guess that kind of takes us to the other side of the coin. Which team will be in last place in 2020? Now, this was a harder question for me because we know so much changes from year to year. But for me, especially on how they ended the season, I have to go with the Quakes. They had a good mid-season form going 6-1-1 one, one in July before losing seven straight to get booted from the playoffs. Um, they can't get it done when it counts, and I don't know what the plan is on this team. You have an aging Wando, some aging players. I know Almeida is kind of a difference maker, but you're asking him to make a, a, a Picasso with with uh, you know paste and noodles. It's just not going to happen, um, and I can see this Quake team being um, on the bottom of the charts already, Alex. They have to find a way to score goals. They need production out of Wando or someone else in that position. If they don't get a, a multi, you know, 15, 20 goal scoring in that position, they're not going to make the playoffs. Absolutely. And for you, who who is a sure sure thing to be last place in 2020? I, I don't. Uh, to me, Colorado still, they don't spend only one DP player. They're relying on Kay Kamara again up front. Uh, basically, the same roster as last year to miss the playoffs. Uh, I know they're young, another year older. You know, Sam Vine, something to look out for. Shimmy Shiki, something to look out for, but uh, I don't see. I, the West is loaded. They're, I don't see how Colorado's going to make the playoffs. And neither do I, really. That was a really good one, too. Colorado, Quakes, um, a lot of good, a lot of bad in this group. Um, what we said, the theme of the day was just defense. I mean, this is MLS. People like to see goals, and I guess the, the teams are delivering, but, I mean, come on. Let, let's get back to, to the game. Um, hey, and Like you mentioned, the teams that gave up most – the most goals didn't make the playoffs. I, um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but the teams we just mentioned, they had to be in the lower end of oh, absolutely. Up. So that's why they didn't make the playoffs. It's that simple. In the heart of everything, it's a simple game. You put the ball in the net, you keep the ball out of your net. Nothing else matters. Um, I say that all the time. Now, guys, uh, thanks for joining us. This is IED Sports. You can, uh, you can find us now on our new URL, not only at IEDsports.com, but at YouTube.com slash I80 sports. That is the letter I80 sports, youtube.com slash I80 sports. We are now uh, official, official. Um, of course, you can find us on Facebook. Our discussion group has been booming over the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's, it's really thanks to you guys. Um, I think we're up 20% for listeners in like the last three weeks. So let's keep that going. Comment under this video. Let us let us know. If we get 10 comments on the video, Alex is coming in next week um, in, into the live studio. He didn't know that. Oh, I, I just said that now. Ah. Well, what incentive that is. There you go. It's going to happen now. Guys, um, is there anything else, Alex, you want to leave the uh, the people with? Uh, Champions League starts two weeks away. MLS is less than 30 days away. Uh, we saw the debut of the next U.S. national great player. We'll listen to that score. We're playing Alex out, guys. Have a great day. This is ID Sports. Sports.